So I, I just want to pray really quick because I can feel the glory. <laughs> and I was like, Holy Spirit, we just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, God. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We just breathe you in this morning, Lord. And we thank you for the open heavens this morning, God. For the open heavens, Lord. And we pray that every word that will be released, God, would just be of your heart, God. And whatever is not of you, God, that it would fall to the ground this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I do want to welcome, we got a, a visitor from Tennessee that's visiting. I want to say, I, I, did, I don't remember your name, brother, but I just want to welcome you all the way from Tennessee originally. You said from Africa, right? From the east side of Africa. Welcome all the way. Come on. Um, just, you know, and I, I just want to say something, brother. You know, it's, it's, I believe that in the divine appointments of the Lord, amen? You know, it's not a coincidence that the Lord brought you here this morning because I believe, you know, um, sometimes the Lord will send us to a place to pick up what we need so we can go and drop it off in our next season. And one of the things that I saw from the Lord for you was I saw you like uh, uh, I saw you, and you were almost like you looked like a nightstand, but I saw like a journal that was being written. And I don't know if you're a writer or what you do, but I saw like a journal being written of things and of, of exploits. And I feel like the Lord is going to give you, um, how, how can I say, it's like, it's like creative ideas, and there's going to be things that the Lord's going to begin to deposit inside of you, and he wants you to know that it's time for you to begin to value the things that you think, like, oh, that's a silly idea. Like, oh, that's just, oh, people, and maybe because you're a dreamer. I hear the Lord say, you're a dreamer, and it's like you have big dreams, big dreams, um, and, and, and I see, like, he says, you need to begin to write these dreams down because as you begin to write it, he says, you're writing the vision for the very next season that God has for you. And I feel like even, um, I see, like, it's even like a leather book. So I just declare, Lord, whatever that, that looks like for you, I don't know. I don't know nothing about you, sir, other than that you're on the Father's heart this morning. But you begin to write, write what the Lord puts on your heart. Amen. Um, wow. And I just saw like an hourglass being flipped where you had been in a season of being, of, it's like you have been waiting for something. And it's like you don't know exactly what it is that you're waiting for, but you can feel like there's something that you're like an anticipation. And I feel like the Lord wants you to know like, like, now is the time, you know, and, and I believe what you're picking up right now is you're picking, ah, Jesus, shake it, anybody. You're picking up this morning transition. Like the Lord is picking, like this morning you are picking up transition. And I feel like the Lord has clicked the button and transition is starting for you. Um, and I don't know what you do for your business or, or what you do. But I feel like even in your business and even in, in the ways of making finances, the Lord's going to begin to shift that area for you also. It really is. So, Father, I just thank you for that, Lord. Lord, I just speak the blessings, God, over this, this young man, God. And thank you for the opportunity, Lord, just to, just to just speak into his life, God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. I just want to add one little thing. I was, I was listening to this song this morning. Um, I listened to this group from your country, and, um, and it says, Ready for War. And he's like, you're... He's going to teach you to be the warrior that you were called to be. It's like you're ready for war, and you're part of his end-time army. So he's going to equip you and train you this season to be ready for war. You've done it in the natural, but the Lord says, now I'm going to teach you through the Spirit how to be ready for war, to warfare in the Spirit, and to have victory in that warfare. And I really believe the Lord is bringing you breakthrough today, and you're hearing and you're seeing that you would hear and see clearly what he's directing you to do. So you came to pick up direction from here. And transition always, when you're in transition, the Lord always gives you direction in transition. So God, I just pray that you would let him see and hear the next step you have for him. Give him your winds of change blow over him. 
and that he would begin to see clearly the things that have been foggy, the things that have been not been made clear. And I just see even uh, this dark cloud that's trying to sit over you, it's beginning to move right now in the mighty name of Jesus, that the cloud of Jesus is going to be upon you and nothing else but that cloud. And so, God, we thank you for your heavens and your heavens coming open above him. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. Amen. So this morning, it is really, we're really happy to be here. You know, it does feel like it's been forever um, since we've been able to, <laughs> it's funny that they, they welcomed you, right? Uh, I know. They're trying to be cute. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, but it, you know, it, it really is. But, but I think it's so, it's so key for where we're at and even the vision. Yes. Um, and we're going to talk about that this this morning. You know, if, if we had to put a title on the uh, on today's service, I would call it "Position for Pentecost," because next week is Pentecost Sunday, mm-hmm. and I believe that what what's going to be released today is going to be in preparation for even our next service Sunday. Um, and I'm believing that we're going to see a Holy Ghost fire that we've never seen before. And I just believe that. Listen, we're going. We go from glory to glory, and now is the time. Amen. So. Um, but this past, uh, um, I don't know when, a couple of weeks ago, we were in Alabama. I, I don't know if y'all guys heard. We were we went in, uh, we we did some ministry out there in the Birmingham area, and uh, see, normally when we go to an event, we'll go and we'll do a big event or, or we'll do several events. So, but when we go to to a city or a state and we're just kind of doing one event, sometimes we we tend to like, well, we want to do more events than just going for one. Um, but for whatever reason, the Lord said, I need you to go to Alabama, and there's going to be something that you need to pick up, and not knowing what it was, just like our brother here, you know, sometimes the Lord will send us to a place to pick something up to bring back, and I feel like we, we're carrying something back, um, and we want to talk about that, but this this morning, when we were in Alabama, <clears throat> it's really wild, because when we got to our hotel room, we get in the room, and we're, we're, we're there, and you know, we got these little fancy little blinds. And so I go to the blinds and I try to open up the blinds. And mind you, it took a long time for me to get it open. But I got the blind open. And when I got the blinds open, immediately outside the window was the view. It was, a, it was the view. Like we were literally from like here to the parking lot of, the, of, a, of a building, which originally brought us to Alabama about five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I began to ask the Lord, I said, Lord, I said, this is wild. I said, like, you brought us right back to the place where we all, it all started, you know, and the, the vision. And the Lord began to speak to me about, about that. And he said that, that, that I had to bring you back to the place of the, where the original vision, even for what we're doing here in Ohio, was established. Because it was time for me. I'm going to be very transparent, you know, and you know, I, transparency brings breakthrough. And, and, but coming to Ohio, you know, we, sometimes what happens, and, and, and Holy Spirit, give me strength, okay. So I just, I want, to, I want to use my words right here. Sometimes, sometimes, we can get to a place of conformity and familiarity that will try to sit upon you and rest upon you. And that's in everything. It's not just in ministry. It's in, it's in, it's in your jobs. It's in your, your performance. It's in your family. It's in your marriages. We can get so used and, and we cannot value the, our loved ones. So, so in ministry, we can get to a place sometimes where we begin to walk, I'm just going to say, in a zombie mode. And it's not like we're doing anything wrong, but we're just we're going through the motions of what we do because we know how to do it. You know, it's like you don't have to tell a painter how to paint. They know how to paint. They, they're, they're artists. They know what they do. Um, but the Lord said, I need you to go back because I want to show you and I want to remind you of the vision. What was the vision? And the Lord began to speak to me even this morning. And I, I'm sitting there and the Lord says, I'm bringing resurrection. And he's talking about the bride. You see, this morning... The big part of the vision here in Ohio, and it was, it's always been about the apostolic. And it was about the fivefold, the government of heaven, to see the, 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 the leaders that are destined to lead. It's not about one person up ministry. It's about the whole body of Christ together walking. 
You know, there's, there's, it says that he, he commissioned us to go and preach the gospel to the nations and make disciples, right? And that means every one of us in this place is called and qualified for that. There's no difference between you and I. You know, so he said, this is what he said. He said, I'm bringing a resurrection to the eyes of the bride. For many have, have for many, the yes has been stifled and hopelessness has set in, and now it's beginning to linger. You see, our yes is so powerful in what we do. It was the yes that sent us to Alabama many, 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 many years ago. It was our yes that sent us here. It was our yes that sent us to even start ministry, period. Our yes is so powerful. Every one of you has a yes to the Lord. But some of us have not stepped into the yes yet. You know, the Lord will call us and he says, hey, are you ready to go? And he's like, yes, Lord, send me. And he says, okay, it's time to go, but I need you to stop this. And Oh, well, I'm not too ready for that yet. A lot of times our yes comes with conditions, right? Listen, I'm telling you, I know I'm speaking from experience. But the, the Lord, you know, even this morning, with the, the word that the Lord gave through, through uh, um, my Lord, <laughs> Sam, Samantha, I was thinking three people in my mind. The word that he gave through Samantha was about, about, about the birthing and the new destinies and the identity. All those areas, that right there, it's confirmation of the word that's being released because that's what this is all about this morning. That's what this whole message is about this morning. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions and just for you to ponder. But what has stopped your yes? What has stopped your yes? Some of you are evangelists in this place. Prophets. What has stopped you from stepping in to the calling that God has placed upon your life? What has hindered that? And I believe that's where we're at this morning. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see some eyes open, and there's going to be resurrection that comes to the, to the vision that God has released upon you. Yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. I, I just want to share a piece of that just to bring clarity because um, sometimes you don't want to go through the process. I want to be an evangelist, but I want to be an evangelist now, but I don't want to go through the process. I, I don't want to go through the healing process. I don't want to go through the uh, changing my, the way I think, changing the way that I was taught, that I was brought. I don't want to go through that process. Uh, if you're saying I'm an evangelist, you've been prophesying over me, that's what I want to do, and I want to do it now. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I've been there, done that myself. I'm a prophet. I'm a seer. Okay, I want to do everything now. And the Lord's like, wait. See, because you have to allow yourself to go through the process. Because if I would be doing now, then, and I didn't go through the process, I would have been broken in areas. I wouldn't have gotten the fullness in certain areas to give out. Because you can't give out what you don't have. So you have to go through a process sometimes, and nobody wants to do the work of the process. If you ask anybody, I don't want to go through the healing. I don't want to go through the restoration of my heart. I don't, want to, I don't want to sit here and give up this and give up that. There's a process that comes with the yes. And, and I've learned from that process. It didn't mean I liked the process. It didn't mean that I was, like, so joyful in the process. <laughs> I'm so excited, God, that I'm going through this brokenness and you're trying to heal it, but I don't, I don't want you to heal it. I want to keep the brokenness. Let's be honest. I just want to stay broken, God, and be an evangelist. <laughs> Can I just preach broken? And the Lord's like, no, sweetheart, because how you preach is going to come from a broken place. And you can't bring healing to broken people if you're broken yourself. And so I had to go through a healing process. There was areas I didn't even know, even now, 
There's areas that pop up that God is still trying to heal and trying to take me out of a mindset of years that you grow up with and you're taught. And God's like, no, that's not me. You got to break that thing off. That's not me talking to you. You know, but a lot of it has to do with not wanting to go through the process. Let's be honest. But I want the gifts and I want the titles and I want the platform. But I don't want to go through the process of everything else. That's not the way it works in the kingdom of God. That's right. You know, I love this because, you know, this is something stuff that we used to do many, many years. I mean, we had a, for those that don't know, we were, we did television and, and radio and, and for about 12 years, well, yeah, about 12 years, we had a, a radio broadcast where we did this yeah. every Friday. <laughs> it was called The Great Awakening. And, and just, but just to be able to do this with you guys in the panel, and I, I, for those that are watching, I know this may be different, but I believe we're going to be doing a lot more of these because we're going to go back to the vision you know, and, and I believe that's where we need to go back to. And a big part of this right now is 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 uh, um, God is wanting to establish the apostolic order in the house for the fivefold. The whole reason why we are here is to see heaven established here on earth. Coming to Ohio, we didn't listen, and, and I know you know, don't hear what I'm not saying when I say this, but we did not come to Ohio to do church services. You know, and I know that might offend a religious mindset, but we're not here to do church. We can do church. You can do church anywhere around the city. And I mean, you, you, but we're here because there's a specific assignment that God has for us. And we're talking about the fivefold. So this morning, I'm going to be transparent because um, <laughs> something that I struggled with many, many years ago. Because I, I got to stand up because this sitting down stuff is just hard for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, God, I'll, I'll try. Okay. <clears throat> I could feel the fire. Like, oh, Lord. Lord, forgive me. Now I know what I do to the evangelist. I tell him, no, you need to stay up there. Like, no, oh, no. <laughs> but there's something about um, when the Lord sent us to Ohio he says, I want you to come, and there's gonna, we're, we're going to launch an apostolic center. I said, Lord, what does that even look like? You know, what, what, what do you want? I'm just see the fivefold. And it, we have to recognize for a long time, we went and we saw the church the way it's been. And, and, and don't hear what I'm not saying, okay, please. I'm not coming against the way, the model of the church. But what I'm saying is what the Lord has defined for us is going to be a little bit different. Because I believe where the season that we're in, the Lord is building, God is building, and he's planting, and he's birthing the ecclesia, the government of heaven, to where we would see heaven being established here on earth, that we would see the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists, the pastors, that they would begin to work and operate together in unison, because every part of the fivefold is needed for such a time as this. That's why it's awesome to see that we can go as apostles and we can go out and we can, we can plant, you know, seeds and do things in different nations and different states while the pastors and the evangelists can still function. That's what the apostolic house looks like. Some places you go, a pastor leaves, the church falls apart because it's dependent on one person. That's not the way it was ever meant to be. So the original vision of what God is sending us here for is to see the fivefold. That means every one of you in this place, you are a leader who is destined to lead. And us as, as senior leaders, we want to help get you to that place to see you functioning and your gifting and your calling. And that, that for us, listen, you know what? We were worshiping a little while ago and... Peter began to say something, and I believe it was Melissa. She was saying when she was worshiping about breaking the chains and the freedom that comes from breaking the chains. And then our sister Mandy, and I'm not putting you on blast, but I just, you blessed me because she just started, yes, God. Because you know what? I'm like, Lord, what is, 
you, you don't know, you have to know the story. But when you have been set free, the freedom that you have in being set free, oh. apostolic houses are known to be houses of deliverance. Listen, if you are going to a church service and there's no power, then you need to go to another place. I'm just, and it's not against the church. It's not, no, don't hear. But I'm, I need to, oh, Jesus, okay. Because we, shake it, yeah. We it's about co- the kingdom. It's about the kingdom. The That's kingdom right. of God is at hand. And where the kingdom is at, it has to be manifested right. there. And if the kingdom of God is not being manifested somewhere, then yes, it's, you need to go somewhere else. And it's not against nobody. It's about the kingdom of God. That's it. Jesus walks and he says, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is now at hand. That's what he said. He shows up and he says, the kingdom of heaven is now here. Why? Because he was there. The power, the presence, and the glory was was all wrapped up in it. So everywhere he went, it was a kingdom manifested, and the power was demonstrated, and the glory was released. And as as a body of believers, when we begin to function in the kingdom, that's what we carry everywhere we go. So the vision in this house, the vision... Is to be a lighthouse, to be a to be an embassy of heaven. That when people come, they're set free. That the power of God is here. Listen, uh, I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to a church where it's a dead church. You walk in and we sing a couple good songs. We got poof, the bombs going off and all that great. That's great. Praise God. But listen, I want to see the power of God, the glory. Amen? So, as an apostle of this region, what happens is the Lord will begin to respond to the apostolic that's in a region. As a prophet in a region... The Lord began to declare and he began to speak and began to give vision for the region, for the state, for the city. Apostolically, when a hub gets established, what happens is the region begins to respond to the very thing that God is trying to plant and build in a region, in a state. The reason why we call it the hub, maybe y'all don't even know the story, but the revival hub is because of the spokes that come. Jesus is a center. He is the center of the hub. Everything revolves around Jesus. And the spokes that come out of this hub are the ministries of the Holy Ghost. Every one of you is a spoke in this hub. And the more spokes that we have, it brings reinforcement to the wheel. And did you know that the more spokes that you have, there's no cracks that can come in between? I see you ready to jump. Go on. When the kingdom of heaven comes, you answer to the king. And the decisions that are made in that house are going to go to the king first. So everything is led by the Holy Spirit. People sometimes laugh at me because I've come into this place sometimes and they're like, they come with vision and ideas. And I'm like, that all sounds wonderful. I love all of them. But I don't know what the king wants us to use it for. And so I have to go, we have to go together and pray and ask God, what do you want to use this room for, Lord? What do you want this place to be used for? And then he begins to pour out his vision and what he wants to happen in a place. Um, See, because I had lots of ideas to redo some of this. And then the Lord began to speak and show Apostle Pete, like, okay, this is what you, this is what it's supposed to look like. 
And so even in the natural, it begins to manifest in things that you do to build physically and spiritually the house of God. It builds both. And so because of the kingdom at hand, you're in response to the Lord. And what you do in your vision is you and the Lord. We were singing about that this morning. It's just you and me, God. You and me, God. A personal thing, you and him. The Lord gave me this word this morning, and he says, we are living in a time where many are hungry for a word, but they don't want the word. Jesus. He said, we live in a time where many are hungry for a word, but not for the word. Jesus is the word. And we get to a place where we, we just, we go and we'll go conference to conference or we'll go and we'll jump on a Facebook live and like, you know, and, and listen, I, I, I've seen it. I've been a part of that whole charismatic zoo part of it. I, I've seen it. And that's why I pulled myself out of that because I began to see the prostitution of the prophetic and what God was doing. I said, I will not be a part of that, God, because I value what the Lord is doing. Listen, I can go on a Facebook Live and I may get 25, 30 people watching. But the moment I put prophetic words, I'll get three, 400 people watching. Why? Because they want a word. Right? <laughs> Your yes to the Lord it's the fuel that ignites the vision that God has placed inside of you and I. See, the Lord is only looking for our yes. And I begin to think about this, and, and I'm just going to kind of take you in my thought process. And, you know, what, what, I wonder what it was like. And I was asking, you know, I was telling uh, Apostle Alice about this. said, what was it like when the disciples were out there and they're on the pier or they're just, and Jesus just walked up and said, pick, you know, drop your stuff and follow me. Like, how, I don't know if I could do that. I'm just saying, you're like, nah, you know, I don't know. We, we, we did it, yes, but, but they didn't know who he was. They had no firsthand knowledge. I mean, we, 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 we did it. We said yes, but it's like, okay, we went through a process of, of trusting and learning, and, and, but still, it they was still hard. They had to choose to believe. They had to choose to believe. <laughs> yeah, so th this was my process, and, and just thinking about this, you know, and, um, but the, our yes is what gives fuel that gives vision because see the Lord gives us vision when he gave us vision about the radio when he gave us vision about Ohio and he began listen some of us just need to ask the Lord for vision well I don't know what I'm called to I don't know what I'm supposed to do I will ask the Lord for vision well I have he's not showing me anything well you need to partner with somebody who has vision and as you begin to partner with the vision, God will begin to release his vision over you. Sometimes he just wants your, 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 uh, to walk in humility and just say, okay, I come surrendered, Lord. Sometimes he wants us to serve. <laughs> serve for a little while under somebody else's ministry, help build, and then I'm going to, boom, give you your vision and launch you out. That's what happened with us. We went to serve to help build. And then God launched us out of that serving in that building to even launch out, to branch out, to do what God had us to do with our own ministry. A lot of people just want the microphone, but they'll, they run when you give them the plunger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to be a leader. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm gifted and I'm anointed and I hear God. I can do the shaka boomba bams. I can do all that glory. The anointing's all over me. Hey, brother, can I need man? Somebody made a real bad mess. Can you help us in the restroom? I'm a man of God. Come on, let's just be real, right? And you know the sad thing is, is that God speaks to you the most in those times. I'm just being honest. I had the greatest revelations in God speaking to me when I was cleaning the house of God. And that's the hardest thing to get help with, people to clean the house of God. Nobody wants to vacuum. Nobody wants to clean the toilets. Nobody wants to clean the house of God. It's so sad. And I'm like, you're missing out on the opportunity 
for you and him time for him to boom download something to you. And, and we're not looking for volunteers. No, we're not. About. <laughs> I, although it may say, so if you do want to help, you can the help. Sign up sheets in the back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. But I'm not just talking about this house. I'm talking about all the houses. That's right. we have seen that in other houses too, where that's the hardest thing to fill is to have people come serve and to do those things. That's right. But if we tell them we're gonna be praying for people and if they want to minister, they'll come real quick. And we're like, there's no difference. Right. You're still serving the body of Christ just in a different way. That's the way I see it. <laughs> Your yes is your permission to go. Um, I want to, let's, uh, let's turn to Mark 16, 14. You see, when we say yes to the Lord, the Lord responds, well, then go. That's what he says. He says, go. How many have said yes to the Lord? Come on. Some of us are like, well, I don't know, but, but for the majority, everybody has said yes to the Lord here. Your yes is your permission to go. Mark 16, 14 says, Still later he appeared to the 11 disciples as they were eating together. He rebuked them for their stubborn unbelief because they refused to believe those who had seen them after he had raised them from the dead. And then he told them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Let's pause right there. Your yes to the Lord, and the Lord responds, now go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miracles, miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages, and they will be able to handle the snakes with safety, and they can drink anything poisonous, and it will not hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. Your yes to the Lord gets a response. Basically, what he's saying is, all of the power of heaven is released to you. Now go and preach the good news. What is Good news, not condemnation, beating people in the head, but the good news of the gospel. Then go in, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the levers, lep le levers, lepers. <laughs> that all comes from your yes. You see, and we we sometimes we take that so lightly. Well, I said yes to God. So what are you doing with your yes this morning? What happened to our yes? That's the question that I ask. Listen, when Jesus said go, it's because he had already gone before you. He's not going to send you somewhere where he hasn't already been. Someone jump in on that. You know... Your yes, I'm so thankful to the Lord that the yes that he wants from you, it starts with the little things. He doesn't just from, you know, you get saved, you come to the Lord, and then he's like, okay, now I want you to pack your bags and move somewhere else. I mean, it could happen. I'm not saying God doesn't do that because maybe he has for some people. But what I'm saying is, is that he knows where you're at with him. He knows he knows what will push you away and what will bring you closer to him. And he takes you through the process of saying yes to the little things before he gives you the big things to jump into. It took a lot of little yeses for me personally to say yes to before I got to, okay, now pack your bags, move your whole family to Alabama. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and I believe that's where if you're faithful with the little comes from, because, like, he's saying, and I'm just telling you what, the way God's selling it to me now. When you're faithful with the little, you keep saying yes to the little things. 
Well, this doesn't look what I expect it to look like. Okay, keep saying yes. Okay, well, you know, I didn't come here to clean the church or to do this or to do that. Okay, keep saying yes. Keep saying yes to every part you're asked to do because when the big thing comes to say yes to, you will be prepared for it. And you'll be ready, you'll be trained, you'll be equipped in the apostolic house, and you'll be sent out to go do what he has you to do. I'm not saying necessarily to pack up your bags and move. That's what he did with us because of what what our calling is to do, our purpose and our destiny. But your purpose and your destiny may be something else. But the point is, is that you say yes to the little things, then one day the, it, it See, God's a, God is a God of increase, right? Glory to glory. In your little yeses, they become bigger yeses. But not only is there bigger yeses, but there's also bigger increases of blessings that I've seen. And they're supernatural. And he will blow you away with his goodness in that supernatural yes. I've seen it over and over again. And just when I think I've seen God do it all, he does something else to blow my mind. Like, nope, you haven't figured me out yet. <laughs> you know, as an apostolic center, the whole part of the apostolic is to, to train and equip. We see that in Ephesians 6, that we are to train and equip and that's why we do these schools that we do. I'm going to give us a couple of scriptures because, see, every one of us are leaders that are destined to lead here this, this morning. And I need you. This is so important that you need to see yourself how God sees you. You need to see yourself how God sees you. In Acts 8, 4, it says that they all went out and preached. All of them. Not just a, a select group. He says that they all went out and preached. You look at Mark 16, verses 17 through 18. It says, all can heal and deliver. Through Jesus, every one of you can see healing at your hands because of Jesus. Every one of you has a, has a ministry of deliverance upon you because of Jesus. John 14, 12 says this. All can do miracles. Every one of you in this room can do miracles through Jesus. And I want you to see how God sees you. Because when you see yourself like that, it commissions your yes. Because now your yes comes with power. And it comes with validity and the Lord is wanting to, he wants to acknowledge that. 1 Corinthians 14 says, all can prophesy. What? Not just the prophets? All can prophesy. When the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you better believe you'll begin to speak what's on the Father's heart. Why? Because what's in you, what's in him will come out of you. You will begin to reproduce what God has inside of you. All may prophesy. Hebrews 5.12 says this. All should be teaching. Some have a hard I had a hard time with that one. I, Lord, I'm not a teacher, God. I'm an evangelist. I'm like a revivalist. I'm like fire, shaka, booba, holy ghost, miracles. And then the Lord said, nope, now I want you to, I, you know, I want you to dig in because I'm going to have you teaching. All can teach. Every one of you are teachers. All believers have been called to be ministers. Not everybody's an apostle. Not everybody's a prophet. Not everybody's an evangelist. But every one of you is a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Where's our yes to the Lord? Where's our yes to the Lord this morning? Because the Lord wants to, and I feel like the Lord, that's what the Lord said. I'm bringing resurrection to the vision. Resurrection to our yes this morning. 
your yes, it does come with a sacrifice. You know, it, it's funny how he was saying about the whole teacher thing because um, I was on the prophetic team. I had great prophetic leaders who taught me, and I loved it, right? <laughs> and then God comes to us and says, okay, I need you to put curriculum together for the prophetic made simple. <laughs> I was working a full-time job, <laughs> and I was, at, I was working actually at a school, and I would come home in the afternoons, and I was tired. I had my kids. You know, I had my family I had to take care of. And the Lord's like, okay, I need you to lock yourself up in your room, and I need you to work on this curriculum. And I was like, I was kicking, screaming, yelling, arguing with God and telling him, I don't want to do this. I mean, you can ask my husband the process of it. And you would think, oh, it's probably, it's probably easy, you know. It's not. Not when you first do it. That was our first curriculum we had put together. And I was like, God, I don't want to do this. Like, I have a job. I have all this going on. And he's like, no, it's going to be worth the sacrifice. And we sat there together sometimes. And even together, we're both tired from our day. <laughs> we're both tired from our day and getting on each other's nerves. And we had to just push through it. We're like, this is a sacrifice. We got to push through it for God because he's going to be glorified. And that's what we kept thinking. He's going to be glorified. He's going to be glorified. He's going to use this to teach and train people because, because not everybody has the blessing of having, of having the classes to be taught on the prophetic. And so I just kept saying that. The process he takes you through in the sacrifice of your yes is always worth it. You know, not knowing the, what was going to be coming out of that, that, that curriculum has now been taken by thousands of people all over the United States. You know, and, and, and you know, this is what, when I say about sometimes we can become familiar with things that we do is like, Locally in a body, sometimes we can say, "Oh, well, yeah, I, I we, you know, Pete and Alice," or, but that that's a familiarity that will sit on sometimes on some of us. And I, I guarantee you, you know what? Um, we have to value the opportunities that we get to be with our leaders. I will. I I I can't express this more. We have been blessed to walk with some of the generals on the faith and and just to be a part of amazing moves of God and and I could just and there was opportunities that we had that I wish I would have taken a little bit more time to just glean and ask from the leaders that we had at that time you know and that's all about the honor and that's and that's something that we're going to talk about a little bit also but what I just want to share a moment because he brought it up but I remember about a month ago, I was sitting with the Lord, and I just began to weep because another minister who, if I say his name, you'll know who he is. He's got a big name. He was sharing about a particular person, and, and he was sharing how there was 21,000 people under a tent that got healed in one night, 21,000 people. And this general of the faith came, sat with us at our radio station in San Antonio, and we got to just sit with him and ask questions and pull the goodness of what the Lord had given him in his life. And the, the crazy prophetic that he walked in was like so beyond what we've seen here even lately of the increase that was upon this man. And I was just like, wow, God, like that you would give us the opportunity to sit with him, to talk to him, and to pull from him in those moments that I was like, there is a reason for it, in other words. There's always a reason of the people God puts in your lives in those moments because there's a bigger picture God has for your purpose and your destiny that you don't even fully understand right now. Part of the, because we're talking about the yes and the go and the vision and going back to the vision. And I need, I need to share this because part of the destiny that God has for you. Now, listen, if you're a part of this house, then you understand 
that one of the things you need to do is you need to, gosh, Lord, help me on this, Lord. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest because I have a hard time with this because of um, the way that I used to see and the new eyes that God has given me when we, we look at the pastor model and the apostolic model. And I'm going to be very honest. And if I can be transparent, it's like I just began to feel like a, a pain shoot through my head right now. I felt that pain shoot through my head. And it's, it's, it's man's thought. It's witchcraft is what it is. You know, whether it's somebody watching, it doesn't matter. But I'm going to tell you what, when apostolic alignment comes, it breaks the, it breaks the, the religious mindset that's over a region, over a congregation. When you begin to align yourself apostolically, then you begin to receive the blessing of what God has from the fivefold. You know, and then I know you, you hear those those words, and it's like, well, wait a minute, how does that work? You know, I don't know how that works, but I just know that when you begin to honor what God is doing and the leaders that God has placed upon you, you begin to receive. This is a true story. When you when you cannot honor the call of the man of God that the Lord has placed in your life, the woman of God that has placed in your life, then you cannot receive. That means you cannot receive of the anointings. You cannot receive of the blessings. You cannot receive of the, of the mantles, of the impartations. How can you expect to receive of something from someone if you don't honor the call on their life? And Pastor Judy preached on this last Sunday about honor. It, it, it doesn't only do something for you. It creates an atmosphere in the place here, it creates an atmosphere, regionally speaking, that honor brings in. That the times I've seen honor and unity in the body of Christ, those have been the most powerful times we've seen the Lord move in power and in healings. Like real, tangible touches of God come in the room because of the honor and the unity in the body of Christ. It, it's amazing. Why, why does that happen? It happens because in heaven, that's the way it is. In heaven, there's so much unity and love and honor for one another that it's like they can't even bless each other's socks off enough. That's the way I see that. Like there's so much honor. Why are the angels bowing down 50 million times at the throne of God? Because they're honoring him over and over. And just when they have the energy to stand up again, it's like, boom, they're on their face again, honoring him all over again. And that's the way it is in the houses of the apostolic. When the honor comes in, it brings such an atmosphere of heaven that brings a move of God that is poured down from heaven of the hands of God that brings the healings, the signs, and the wonders. Listen, when you be, and the reason why we're saying all this is, you know, as a training center, we have been so blessed to see the, 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 uh, the curriculums that have come out of the. Listen, we have the prophetic made simple. We have the soaring seer curriculums. We have uh, the intercession. We have the power evangelism. All these are uh, courses and schools that have come out of this house. And these are not just like two or three day classes. These are like nine weeks, 15 weeks, eight weeks of just training and equipping. And that's what God, that's what God is doing. And we're about to go into a brand new one starting once we get back from Texas. It's going to be all about the kingdom culture and the culture of honor. You know, Pastor Judy, we, Pastor Judy released a word this past Sunday. It was powerful. It was all about it was all about the honor, culture of honor. She's speaking a language, she's speaking a kingdom language, and she she did so good to articulate the way that the way that she did. Because let me tell you what, when you begin to speak about honor and you speak about uh, leadership and you start talking to, about prophets and apostles, guess what? The religious minds begin to puff up. Hold on. They be, they'll begin to pop up. And I'm, I, so we got to begin to, we got to begin to uh, operate and, and, and walk in a, in a level of submission and honor to our leaders. 
I, you know, and we're going to get deep into this just right now. <laughs> Holy Ghost. I remember when I was uh, walking with the Lord younger, I would, there was a level of honor that I had for my pastor. I'm just going to be honest. There was a level of honor that I had for my pastors, not because I felt he was closer to God or he was, you know, some kind of superior that walked around. It had nothing to do with that. But it was a fact that I honored the call that was on his life. I honored the, the call that he answered to the Lord and the call that God had pulled him into to be a leader of a region that I felt every time I addressed my pastor, it was pastor. Pastor so-and-so. Hey, pastor, how are you doing? Pastor, how can I serve? Today in the church, and I'm just talking in this house in general, the church, we can go around and I can go to a place. Hey, Pete! Listen, I'm not looking for somebody to call me a title. I'm not worried about that title. I'm not worried about how you address me. That's between you and the Lord. But I need to, we need to recognize, and we're, we're going to move in the culture of honor moving forward. And listen, we're going to get into the whole school of this. I'm just giving you a prelim. Hold on real quick. Hold that thought. Before we go into that, because I mean, we're, we're going to go into a whole thing on this. But if you cannot acknowledge us as leaders or apostles or pastors, if you cannot acknowledge Pastor Judy or Pastor Jeff as your pastor, and you just say, hey, Jeff, hey, Judy, there's no reverence and no, there's no honor for that. Therefore, you cannot receive the blessing and the anointing that they carry as your pastor. If you can't acknowledge the call on my life or my wife's life as the apostle of the house, then how do you expect to receive the anointing or the blessing and the mantles that we're able to release in an impartation if all you do is call me, hey, Pete. When you go to a court of law, you walk in and you're like, "My, hey, your honor. Your honor, may I approach the bench? Hey, your honor. And it's not about him being superior or being more power authoritative. It's the honor of the call that that person has to sit behind that bench. And that's what we're talking about when we begin to see apostolic alignment in the vision. Because when you begin to honor the leaders that God has placed in front of you, you can begin to receive the anointing that's on their life. I didn't come to Ohio just to do church. There's things that we want to release. There's things that's the importations that we want to give away. But you cannot receive it if you don't honor it. You can't receive it if you don't, if you don't honor it. And I know what you're thinking. Maybe you might be watching like, well, I don't do. Well, I'm sorry that you don't. But let me tell you what. That's why the Lord is shifting things Amen. to the apostolic government of heaven. I've always looked at it like this. You spend all your life raising your kids, right, as a parent? And the tears and the sweat and the work done to raise up your child, right? And your child comes in one day to your house and your door, and they say your name instead of calling you mom or dad. Hey, Melissa, what you doing today? And I guarantee you, each one of you as a parent will look at your child and pray to God. Ooh, boy, that in my name. You will pray the heavens down in that moment because you will feel dishonored. And, you're, and the first thing that comes to your mind, do you know everything I had to sacrifice for you to be where you're at right now? Do you know that there was times I didn't eat so you could eat? Do you know that I had to do blood, sweat, and tears, staying after work late, putting overtime, just so that way the lights can be paid, the water can be paid? Do you understand what I'm saying? Honor your mother and father. Honor your mother and father speaks volumes. Honor the things of the house of God. Not because people need the honor. You don't need your kid to tell you mom or dad. It's part of the process of honoring your mother and your father. 
Because you'll see it as dishonoring the moment it happens. Honor If they attracts. just treat you like a person off the street, That's right. you're going to be like, boy, girl, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> Because why? Because there's authority that God has given each one of you as a parent over your children. Honor attracts heaven. That's right. Honor attracts heaven. I like the way my pastor used to say it. He says, the word doesn't say honor your mother and your father if they're good and great parents and loving parents to you. You know, not everybody has a great parent. But he says, but you still honor them regardless of whatever parent you do have. You honor them all the time. And it spoke volumes to me when he said that. And I was like, that's so true. Why, why do we not honor when we don't have a good parent or when we've uh, broken out into an argument with our parent? You still have to honor your parents. Because why? Because God comes in and blesses you. I remember the times I didn't honor my parents. Oh, my God, I went through hell. But the minute that I did what they told me to do in counsel, I was blessed in that. And I learned from that. And God used that part of my life in the beginning to help me be obedient to what he has me do for the kingdom. And he's like, just like you're obedient to your parents, you will be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, that you begin to say yes in that, in the honor. We're going to close with this, and now let Bart show what he had. <clears throat> What is the Lord doing right now in the church? He is raising up the new wineskins. He is raising up apostolic centers all around the world. We have our portion in this state of Ohio. And with the vision that God is doing, I need you guys to get ready because we need every single one of you. We need the prophets. We need the pastors. We need the teachers and the evangelists. We need every one of you to begin to function, and it all comes from your yes. Your yes to the Lord is your permission for your go. It's not your yes to Peter Alice. It's not, you're not saying yes to us. You're saying yes to Jesus. You're saying yes to the Father. You're saying, God, here I am. I will go. And in the go, God, he begins to position us on where he wants to send Doesn't mean you're moving to a geographical location, but in the spirit, there's a spiritual climate that the Lord wants you to adapt to. You want to talk about hungry? Hunger? Listen, our brother Mandy and, and, and Brian over here and, and, and James, and I mean, they, they drive over four, three out, four hours to get here. Four and a half hours to get to, re, to the Revival Hub in Holiday City. Why? Because there's something God is doing that inside their spirit, there's, there's a fire of revival that is being released. But this is it. There is honor that is coming. And because there is honor in their hearts, they're being able to receive of those mantles. And Y'all guys get ready. Because your yes this morning And we're going to pray. We're going to pray. You know, Brother Bart, share what you had really quick before we pray. That's it. That's very good. Absolutely. 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 No, that's really good. I don't know if we have time to do all that today. but <laughs> I know. I, I didn't even get to my notes. We'll probably have a part two or something. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even touched my notes. Oh, yeah. I notes. haven't even gotten into my notes. <laughs> For a long time, we had a model of the church model of the pastor leading everything. It was a pastor ran ministry model and I saw that for many years where the pastor was the guy who was the intercession team the pastor was the guy that cut the lawn the pastor was the guy that did the 
the restrooms. He was the guy that did every. The pastor was, it was a pastor-led ministry. And when the pastor had to leave, the church couldn't function. But then we see the new model as you begin to see in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians 4 and Ephesians 6, where the Lord says, now it's time to, I have sent the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, to go and to quit. So now we see the apostles come, and it's the ecclesia where we begin to see, we raise up a generation of those and their callings and their giftings that every one of you in this place has a calling. Brother Bart, you're an evangelist. That's what's in your heart. That's why you go everywhere you go. And as apostles, they can call that out of you. That's a gifting and a call that the Lord has placed on my life to go and raise up sons and daughters, to build and to plant, to see a generation impacted and transformed by, by the radical love and power of God. So we see that, and there, there's a lot with it, so I can't get all into that, but that's a very good question and asking. And even for the, the whole thing about the apostolic, when we say apostolic, we're not talking about the, the oneness. We're talking about the five-fold ministry, the fullness of God. It's everybody in their position of what they're called to do for the body of Christ. And all of it functioning together to help one another for the sole purpose of the kingdom of heaven being manifested. So we see in the church culture today, some will say the apostles are not active today. And then we see in the religious mindset, because they have a problem with the word apostle, they'll use the word senior pastor. Because senior pastor makes them feel better. Why? Because they're comfortable with the word pastor. But when you speak about the apostle, it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Now you're trying to, the, there's a hierarchy. And the truth is the apostle is the bottom of the, and he builds up. So there's so much with that. But I want to say this. Our yes gives us the permission for the go. And if there's any of us this morning that would say that my vision feels like, I, I just feel like my yes, my vision for my yes, I don't know what that looks like. I just want to pray with you this morning. If that's you, just stand up. We're going to pray. For those that are watching right now, we're going to pray. If you can, if you can't stand up, we acknowledge that. We're going to pray. I felt like if, even if you felt like your, your vision had been stifled. Yeah. When I came in this morning, that's what I kept hearing, like a stifling of your vision of what God has called you to do in your life. That's right. And things are going to come and try to stifle what God has put inside of you. But it's time to rise up past the stifling, past uh, the, the, the um, being comfortable. <laughs> being comfortable and, and, and just um, being okay with what the enemy wants to give you. The Lord has so much more he wants to give you. The blessings of the Lord are here and now. But it takes your yes to step into those moments. And, and what happens is you get aligned with the time of the Lord. And you're at a certain place at a certain time with the Lord. And he'll tell you to say yes to something. You get to, you say yes and you do it. And he's like, okay, now I can bless you there. There's been times God will send me somewhere. And I'm like, God, I don't even know why I'm here. And he's like, just wait for it. Just wait for it. And then all of a sudden, he'll come speak to me in that place where I said yes to, not knowing why I'm even there. And then the Lord's like, okay, now, now I'm going to tell you what to do. And then when I tell you what to do, guess what? Blessings are going to come out of that. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I never even saw that coming. Like, that's incredible how you work. Everything comes to you in your yes. Whatever you need for your vision, whatever you need to do this season for the Lord, the Lord will bring it right to your doorstep. And we were actually going to share about that. We don't have enough time. But I mean, literally, he'll bring it to your doorstep, whatever it is you need. Next week is Pentecost Sunday. We, we may just do a part two and we're going to go for the fire. There's a lot, that, there's a lot that we didn't there's share. There's so much today. prophetically that we want to share. That the Lord's been speaking to us about. So let's just, we're going to pray right now. That today's going to be a brand new day. 
So, Father, we just thank you, Lord. Even now, those that are standing, God, we just pray for a fresh release of vision for the yes. Those where there might have been a stagnancy, Lord, maybe there was, there was a, they felt like they just, they had stopped for whatever reason, God. Lord, that you would just go and you would commission them for the go, God. You said go, Father God, so they are saying yes this morning. Lord, give them fresh vision, eyes to see and ears to hear what you are declaring this day, that there would be an awakening in their spirit, God. Oh, we thank you for the greater glory, God, that's coming upon them even now in the name of Jesus, God. Oh, the revivalists, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, the pastors, God, that you would awaken them, God, right now. Oh, that they would see their call, their destiny, their purpose, Jesus. Oh, awaken us, God, right now, Jesus. Oh, right now, Lord. Right now, a release. Fresh winds. Fresh winds. Fresh winds. Fresh winds.